Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Hey, Andrew. Well, hello there, Mr. Edwin. <laughs> I want to talk. This is going to be a hard conversation to have. I want to talk about being refugees. Okay. Well, I'm intrigued. I want to talk about being refugees. Let's read Psalm 5. Today, I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. All right? Okay. I, I just want to see how they translate this. You know, each one's been a little different, but uh, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. So, Psalm 5. O Lord, hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God, for I pray to no one but you. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. O God, you take no pleasure in wickedness. You cannot tolerate the sins of the wicked. Therefore the proud may not stand in your presence, for you hate all who do evil. You will destroy those who tell lies. The Lord detests murderers and deceivers. Because of your unfailing love, I can enter into your house. I will worship at your temple with deepest awe. Lead me in the right path, O Lord, or my enemies will conquer me. Make your way plain for me to follow. My enemies cannot speak a truthful word. Their deepest desire is to destroy others. Their talk is foul like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with flattery. O God, declare them guilty. Let them be caught in their own traps. Drive them away because of their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them sing joyful praises forever. Spread your protection over them, that all who love your name may be filled with joy. For you bless the godly, O Lord. You surround them with your shield of love. Hmm. So can you see in there why I want to talk about refugees? Yeah, because what we have here is the psalmist, David, looking at God as his refuge. Let all who take refuge in you. If I'm not careful as I read this, refuge can become just a Bible word. Oh, yes, I trust the Lord. I trust the Lord. I take refuge in him. He's my rock. He's my tower. But refuge is a really powerful word, and it brings into my mind a picture that usually is not pleasant. Sure. And when we think about David the psalmist, we see that someone in the course of his life spent an awful lot of time on the run. Oh, yeah. 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 So we've said all week long that some of the scholars have said this may have been written during Absalom's rebellion. Another possibility is written during the time before David became king mm-hmm. when Saul was chasing him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a time when he goes to the Philistines and tries to take refuge yeah. with the Philistines. And that's a problem. And there's some real issues there. We, we're given so much of David's life. And I think it's such a blessing that we are. I will tell you that I guess in my own mind or imagination, there's just kind of a couple of high points I always associate with David. You know, it's it's David and Goliath. It's sitting there with his harp and coming up with, you know, psalms. But boy, he spent a lot of time in caves. He spent a lot of time on the run. This one chasing him, that one chasing him. Well, I think I think there's probably a whole lot of intrigue and rebellion, and maybe not rebellion, but even enemies coming against that that gets kind of glossed over. Yeah, as it's just talking about how ultimately David won. 
Right. I mean, you know, there are lists of these battles and David wins, but I mean, battles are battles. This is tough stuff. Enemies are coming against him. So they're really tough stuff. There may be times in David's life that this Psalm was written and we, we've never even heard that story. We don't know who it was that was counseling against him. We don't know what enemy kingdom was coming against him yeah. or what, what uh, person within the court was trying to rebel because the Bible is not here to give us every story that happened. No, the Bible no. is to get us the right story, which leads us to Jesus, and we know that. Well, I guess I, I just say all that to say that we can think in terms, it's easy to picture, I guess, in our mind in terms with David, of a man often seeking refuge. Will this will this cave, will I be safe here throughout the night when Saul is chasing me? Uh, a particular city, or like you mentioned a, a moment ago, going to Philistia, even trying to find a safe harbor in the neighboring enemy nation. And he ends up there having to act like a crazy man? Yeah. Because yeah. they don't want to give him refuge. No, they. It, that is always, I think, one of the most mystifying things. How, <laughs> other than I'll just say, God blessed him and God kept him safe. That of all people, David could live for a time among the Philistines. That is just wild to me. Well, and that gets us back to where's the refuge? Mm. It's God, mm-hmm. and David understood. Uh, you know, it wasn't like there was a place to run, and here, here's where God is. So here's, you know, he wasn't, I mean, God's city was Jerusalem. If this is written during the time of Absalom, the city, which is God's city, he's being driven out of. And yet even still, he's saying, my refuge is God. Wherever I'm going to be, you're the one that's going to protect me. You know, Tom Petty once said, you don't have to live like a refugee. He was wrong. (laughs) He was wrong. I do have to live like that. But I have to understand who my refuge is. And here is this picture that is often terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, y- you see the pictures on the news, you see it depicted in uh, in different movies or shows, and it's not pleasant. Mm-hmm. You've got people carrying off just the, the least that they can, I mean, the most that they can carry with them, just the clothes on their back and just anything they can carry with them. They're trudging along. There's not smiles. There's not laughter. There's not peace. There's not joy. And there's, can I get into a country? And often they get there and it's a country that doesn't want them and either can't afford them or even if they could afford them, doesn't want to care for them. And they end up in these refugee camps. It's, it's dismal. It's awful. And yet that's the picture. David says, you are my refuge because God as a refuge is not like that. So some of the other words used, and I think this was fairly consistent um, in the different translations that we read this week in verse 12, that you, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield or like um, this one you read today, the shield of your love, uh, which I thought that was a nice, a nice um, turn of phrase. Yeah. For you bless the godly, O Lord, you surround them with your shield of love. Okay. Shield of love. And I don't know if I'd heard of love in some of the others, but anyway, the, the idea of shield. And so how do you picture refuge? Is this a harbor in the storm, right? Or is this the shield Mm. and and a shield of love, this protection and barrier that you would be able to ward off? I mean, it it can be uh, the place where you can finally rest um, as uh, it's the place where you're you're captured. You know, when, when you paint that picture of the refugee camps, there's this limbo I mean, I, and that's what I think about refugees. They, these are people in limbo. We got no place for you. We'll stick you here. You, you can't stay where you're from, and you can't go to the next place. And and so here you set. Um, but this this refuge with God, um, this this is the safe place. I have found the place uh, where I can be. 
um, I guess, until the next step. Mm. And so we know where we're going. Mm-hmm. We know where this refuge is going to lead. And when I take my refuge in God, I am with the king who can afford me and does care for me. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you bring up that issue of the limbo. There's a certain extent to which David is in limbo because there's the already but not yet. I am in the refuge with God, but I'm not in my eternal home with God. Sure. I'm not there yet. Sure. But, of course, I need to be living here like I'm already there. Well, I think that's right. Uh, you know that um, a person is is in need of a refuge um when when they're exhausted mm. where can i go to let my guard down for a moment and be safe throughout the night um god provides that security and rest god is my refuge and so all right let's shift gears on this a little bit sure god is my refuge but I don't always go to God when I need a refuge. Hmm. I, I have a host of other things I turn to when I need a refuge. Right now I'm thinking about, okay, when I'm when I'm in pain, uh, sometimes physically, mm-hmm. but especially emotionally or psychologically or spiritually, when I'm hurting, when I'm stressed, when the emotions are running high. And uh, I mean, you and I often joke, something's going on and we're going to go have lunch. Where do you want to go for lunch? I want to go somewhere where I can eat my emotions. <laughs> yeah, go eat my feelings. <laughs> I want to go eat my feelings. I laugh about that, but you, you, yeah, you and I have, have uh, met people and sometimes where are those people uh, where we forget that God's the refuge, God's the place. We look to all these other places. There's people who've gotten themselves in terrible pain, terrible situations, believing the lies of the devil that this drug can be the refuge. It'll take the pain away. Yeah. You know, the, the the heroin, opioid epidemics. Now it's fentanyl that everybody's getting into. And there are these drugs or these substances um, available, cheap, all around, that offer refuge. Mm. And people buy that lie, and mm. they are in a worse situation than before. Drinking, alcohol. Sure. Pornography. Mm-hmm. Gambling. Mm-hmm. How about this one? Shopping. Oh. You know, some activities themselves are not necessarily sinful. Wrong in and of themselves. They're not, they're not sinful all by themselves, but I'm taking refuge in them. They're, it's, it's how I uh, deal with the pain. It's how I deal with the suffering. And, and once I've done that, I, I've attributed something to that that it cannot possibly do. It can't fix my problem. It can't. I, I get a moment of escape. But, of course, what happens is I'm now deeper than I was before. Mm-hmm. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. And so taking refuge in God. So let's think very specifically. I'm not being attacked by Absalom. Mm-hmm. I don't have, you know, my coworker is not betraying me or stabbing me in the back. But, you know, there are, t- <laughs> <laughs> there, there are times. So he thinks. No. There, are times, uh-oh, there are times when I do have the emotional pain and, you know, maybe something's happened at home or, or maybe mm-hmm. things just aren't going the way I want. Or maybe even within, you know, within the congregation, somebody is is not doing what they're supposed to. And, and I'm having to deal with that kind of stress and and so I go drown it out with television or mm-hmm. I go, wh- what can I do instead? How do I in that time practically take refuge in God? Because there's not a place I can go. It's not like, oh, that means go to the church building and everything's going to be okay. So help me with that. Well, How I do think we practically with, take refuge in God? Surely even with David, as we've talked about in this conversation or maybe one of the other ones, uh, it, it wasn't about that physical place because he's on the run. And so where his refuge was was changing from time to time, a cave this night, a city that next, Philistia at another time. 
it was understanding that the refuge was in God. And I guess it's going to be that same recognition. Where we started the um, the with Psalm 5 this week was with the morning prayer. Mm. It was with the disciplines of prayer. And that gives you the clarity and the um, set, I guess, to understand, hey, I'm going to be lied to all day long. And the lies are going to be that this drug or this food or this pornography or this whatever behavior is is going to be now your refuge and your safe hold. And that's another lie. And so with appreciating that the truth is in the Lord and the truth is only in the Lord, um, then the safety and the security can be found there as well. When you say that, I think I can hear that in one of two ways. It can either come off uh, as, well, you just need to pray more. If you just prayed more, everything would be better. And I know you don't mean it that way, but I think sometimes that's how I hear that. On the other hand, what I can hear is I, I can take whatever it is I'm going through to the Lord. You mentioned the refuge is the safe place, the place I can let my guard down, the place where I can, I can let it out. Yeah. Here's here's how I'm feeling, and I can do that in prayer. I can take that to God. The issue is not just, boy, if you just prayed more, everything would be better. It's the fact that I can take whatever it is I'm going through, whatever it is I'm feeling, whatever enemy is attacking me, however that's impacting me spiritually, psychologically, emotionally, if it's making me angry, I can bring that to the Lord. Yeah. I can sit in that with the Lord. I can yeah. let him know how angry I am, even if I'm angry with God. I can let him know. His shoulders are big enough to deal with that. You know, the, the the problem with every other form of refuge that we take in the psychological, spiritual realm is they are methods of escape. Mm. They're not really refuges. They are escape mechanisms. Mm. Because when I come to God, it's not, can I escape this emotion? It's, I gonna, I've got to walk through this yeah. with God. And will I'm, you be my shield? Yeah. I'm yeah. going to talk about this with you. I'm going to sit in it with you. I'm going to hang on to you. Sometimes I just have to feel it for a while while you're doing your work. And I don't know what it is that you're doing, but I know you're doing it because that's where David is right now. Oh, yeah. We take these Psalms together. People are saying, why isn't God doing something about this yet? He doesn't know what God is doing. He's just yeah. got to sit there with it with God. But what does he do? He brings it to God. You're my refuge. I know you're going to do something about it at some point. Right now, we're just sitting in it together. That's taking God as my refuge. And you're right; it does bring us full circle back to earlier conversations. Well, I the song you start know, the, my day that way. It's a song. It's a psalm. It's a unit. Um, but it's it it ends on such a wonderful note. Yes. Really of joy. Yes. Of joy and hope. And so, what a blessing that the Lord is your shield and the Lord is your refuge. Rejoice in this. You think you have nowhere to go. You do. There's God. There's your king. Yeah. Yep. That's wonderful. We're out of time. Thanks for talking about this with me. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, If anyone was listening into the conversation, maybe they'd send us an email and let us know what they've gotten out of uh, reading Psalm 5 this week. Send us an email, texttalkatchristiansmeethere.org, texttalkatchristiansmeethere.org. Of course, we'd love to worship with you. This weekend, if you're in the Tampa area, go to the website, christiansmeethere.org, and find out about our service times and assembly times, and let us know you're listening to the podcast. We will uh, conclude with a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you so much for the day and the time to be together, to open up your word, to talk about it, to consider, Father, you, our God, our King, and truly our refuge. I pray, Father, on my behalf and, and Father, for all, that we might feel that truth and know the joy 
that no matter what we're going through and the difficulty, we can turn to you, that you'll receive us, that you will lead us, that you will love us through Jesus Christ and his gospel. Father, there is a shield, there is a safe place, there is a refuge, it's you. And we pray, Father, we might walk in trust of that this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.